This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash south. Hey everyone, we're continuing our series on books and I thought, you know, some books are more pleasant to read, some books are less pleasant to read. Mm. And often that has to do with the typesetting and the font. And whether there's endnotes or footnotes. That's true. Oh my. Hate those. Hate those end notes. Also, <laughs> I just had a random question. What is your favorite font or least favorite font, as the case might be? You got any favorites or least favorite fonts? Century Gothic. You like or you hate? I love. It's one of my favorites. You hmm. love Century Gothic. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you hate? Papyrus. Doesn't everyone hate papyrus? Well, consider me uh, just following the crowd then, but. (laughs) Do you like papyrus, Dave? That's fine. You know, I wouldn't hate papyrus if they were using it in an Egyptian context. Oh. Mm. But for like an an outdoors (laughs) company. Weirdly futuristic and science fiction and. Yeah, no. (laughs) Fantasy at the same time. Do you got any favorites, Mm. Stacey? Fonts? Not. Not really. I'm kind of a Helvetica guy. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Times New Roman. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't yeah use that. that's the Roman like, Empire for like everyday usage. I, d- I just I default to Arial. I do, too. Yep. Part of your world. <laughs> We're here to talk about three books. I, th- I think we only are doing two now. Oh, you've downgraded. Um, to Well, two. unless we have time for the third. No. So we asked Stacy to bring one book. <laughs> and she brought two. That's she too hard three. for me. Oh, three. And she, <laughs> she's wearing a shirt right now that says introverted, but That's willing right. to discuss books, which mm-hmm. probably needs to be a photo for their Instagram. I had to wear that because like I knew we were talking about this today. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, Stacy, is I've seen you wear that shirt, I think every day for, uh, mm. for, a, for a while. I only got it every like a month ago. So. So Stacey, what, like bro- it. What, what books do you have today, Stacey? Well, I think we were asked to bring some of our favorites, which yes. is really hard. It's hard for me to narrow down. But I picked two that I would most want to recommend to people. So the first one is Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. And you guys can all participate in this because we read it as a staff together this summer at my sabbatical. choosing. Sabbatical. Oh, I think you, I'm sure you've read it though. I'm going to bow out here. Yes, I've read you've it. You've read it though. I'll, I'll talk. You can contribute. <laughs> so the thing I love about this book and why I would love for everybody to read this book is that as I was thinking about Ephesians 3, I feel like this book helps you know the love of Christ and what that love looks like towards you as a sinner and as a sufferer. And I think that... Um, yeah, the book is just short, fairly short chapters and meditations on just little different snippets of that, of his love for you. Um, and it's just good to dwell on that, like things that we've probably heard before, but really just slowing down and meditating on that, what his love for us in Christ looks like. So what about you all? Since you read it this summer, Except for Daniel. Read it at other times. Although I think I did read it this summer. I wanted to be a part of, you know, what was going on. 
you know, gentle and lowly is very puritanical in the way that uh, Dean seeks to kind of mine, like particularly particular Thomas Goodwin, right? Words for everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, imaginable. It's so, particularly Goodwin, right? Say say it again. Goodwin, like yeah, he, good, yeah. He's he's building on Thomas Goodwin, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, in Matthew eleven twenty nine, where Jesus says that I'm gentle and lowly in heart, much like, you know, take your pick, John Owen, you know, Thomas Goodwin would be one, Richard Sibbs, you know, these um, magisterial and uh, not magisterial Puritans. Edwards would be another one, you know, a hundred years later, just like stared and considered texts of scripture, smaller portions, and just went to town, like meditating on them for, frankly, for years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then writing that down for our benefit. Um, And Dane is doing essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I loved it um, because, I mean, maybe particularly in our brand of Reformed Christianity, it's very easy to focus on the transcendence Mm -hmm. of God, and rightly so. Right. We should, high and holy, um, but it's good to just slow down for a minute and realize the nearness of Jesus and his imminence with us and what his attitude is towards us in union with him. And it, mm-hmm. it's just a really good meditation to expound on God's attitude towards us in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, it's so helpful just to, to really tie it to our union with him and in Christ, and that's his only attitude towards us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I just thought it was a really helpful uh, kind of balm <laughs> mm-hmm. to consider yeah. in that regard. Yeah, it seemed to me like in the staff discussions, what was most talked about most regularly were, were the maybe surprising reminders of maybe like the applications of union with Christ, like yeah. what that like what that really means in day-to-day life. I just remember a lot of comments where people were helped to uh, conceive of it a bit differently, you know, and it, it felt to me, I mean, I, I think this language is used often, but it just felt to me kind of like turning a diamond around into light and just getting to see all the different facets of mm-hmm. how Jesus... Uh, God loves us, moves towards us, cares for us, wants to be with us, pursues us with goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. And it was just, for me, it was just a refreshing thing to read over the summer uh, to be be reminded of those things every week. So I Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah, I think kind of along the lines of what Nick said, why I feel like this is an especially helpful book is that not even just in our own segment of Christianity, but I think in our own hearts and in the lives of, you know, people that I've interacted with or come alongside of, I think in our sin, we feel like we need to stay away from the Mm -hmm. Lord. Right. And even in times of suffering, we can feel like he's maybe distant or where is he in this? And this book just is a reminder that you can come to him, just come to him and all of that. And here's one little sentence that I like. Um, 
He says, when we sin, we are encouraged to bring our mess to Jesus because he will know just how to receive us. I just love that. Like, and we see this all over the gospels too, that Jesus knows how to um, lovingly and wisely receive each person that comes to him. But that includes us. And one of my favorite chapters was the one about um, how he is, Hebrews 7, 25, he always lives to make intercession for them, Mm. where he just focused on that one verse and meditated on that that's what Jesus is doing for you right now. He's Mm -hmm. in heaven right now praying for you. Mm -hmm. And that's how he's, you know, helping you and caring for you is by praying for you right now. And just how, how encouraging that was. So that was one of my favorite chapters yeah. too, but great book, highly recommend it. So that one was kind of focused on- Book two. Book two. <laughs> Hard right turn. Well, that one was focused on the Lord, understanding his love for us, loving God, you could say. This one is focusing on loving others neighbor. and loving your neighbor. Other As people, yes. God with all your heart. This is called Joyful Saints, Suffers, and Sinners, Loving God, Loving Others, sorry, As God Loves Us by Michael Emlet. Uh, Dr. Emlet is a MD, but he's also a counselor and faculty at CCEF, the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation. This book came out a couple years ago, and it is about who we are as Christians that we are at the same time saints, Mm -hmm. sufferers and sinners. And it helps us look at each facet of these parts of us um, help when we come alongside others um, in considering these three parts of us. And then also I think in understanding ourselves, like we are at the same time saints, sufferers and sinners. And we wanna be balanced in our ministry to others or as we care for other people or your, you know, your family member, you know, this impacts how I look at my kids. Like if they're believers that they're a saint sufferer and a sinner, um, we don't want to be imbalanced and only focus on one of those, but realize that we're holding all of those intention at the same time. And that's what wise love looks like is considering a person as all three of those at once. So he says, scripture reveals that God ministers to his people as saints who need confirmation of their identity as children of God, sufferers who need comfort in the midst of their affliction, and sinners who need challenge to their sin in light of God's redemptive mercies. So this book is just really helpful. He gives very like practical help in coming alongside people as saints, sufferers, and then sinners. He uses examples from everyday life, and then he has... Um, examples that are a little more specific to counseling since he is a counselor, but it's super practical and just really helpful. A lot of wisdom in how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just see if there's, I think in the section on saints, he says, I find that many people, particularly those who are discouraged, anxious, and depressed have trouble noting the good that God has been up to in their lives. So that's under the section of encouraging people as saints, like their identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Most people need a reminder of that, of mm-hmm. who they are. And so just the importance of that um, as you come alongside people. And then, you know, in suffering, 
being a good listener, trying to understand their situation, um, and then coming alongside others mm-hmm. in their sin that there is a time to speak and bring up things that we see. And that's a loving thing to do. Um, but yeah, this, this book kind of really does represent CCEF's model of ministry, um, which is what yeah we're trying to do here. But I just, I've just found it super helpful. I think it's a, not a natural thing for us to hold those three things, saints, sufferers, and sinners in tension. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's more natural to just say, well, we should focus on one of these and it kind of cancels out the other. Yeah. So for example, like, oh no, we're saints. Like we're new creations. Don't talk about us being sinners. Yep. Or, um, <clears throat> no, we're, we like, we're sinners. And so if we just chalk it all up to our suffering, then we're not taking responsibility for our sin. Right. You know, there's like ways where we're just, we just default to canceling out the other ones because we feel like it cancels out the one we want to talk about in the moment. Right. Yep. And so it's really helpful to just try and hold them all in tension at once mm-hmm. because we are all of those things all the time. Yep. Um, and it doesn't mean that if we say, talk about being sinners for a little while, that we're giving up our new creation right. status in Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, that sounds like a, a great thing to think about. How do, how do all those things work together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Especially because people in situations are complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's see. We want to, we want to. We want a silver bullet that fixes all of it, or we want to compartmentalize who people are. And I think that this is just a good way to recognize. I've read it. I really like it. Um, it's a really good way to recognize um, the complexity and the multifacetedness of life and 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 situations and conflicts and suffering and sin. So yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate it as a. I mean, and it's even more complicated than that, but it's a helpful paradigm. Yeah. It's a helpful paradigm. It seems like Emlet presents quite the omelet of what a person is as a saint, sufferer, and sinner. Mm. Hmm. It's a tasty book. I think, uh, (laughs) no, I remember what I've read of it. It's kind of dry, actually, like he overdoes the omelet, but it's really profound. Um, no one, <laughs> no one asked for that, Daniel. No one, <laughs> the, the book is not dry. I don't know what I, you're getting at. It's not dry at all. But anyways, uh, he's um, trying to push the analogy <laughs> know, of an omelet. I know. Yeah, I haven't read and the it's whole not, book. I've just read it's not working. Um, you know, and then he ends, and this is really cool to think about. Is like one day there will be no suffering or sin. Like we will only be saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's where we're headed. And so to just yeah affirm that in people, like this is where we're going. God's going to get you there. Mm-hmm. Stacy, what was the third book you were going to bring? Just just mention it. I'll mention it. Making Sense of Forgiveness by Brad Hambrick. Oh. Um, also a super practical book written by a pastor for counseling. And I just think if you've lived, <laughs> you know, two days, you probably, you need forgiveness and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you um, need to extend forgiveness to somebody else. And so this is just a hard, it can be hard issue to wrestle through what that looks like, how to do that wisely, um, depending on the situations. So it's a book that helps you walk through that. Um, Again, and a lot of wisdom and practical help. 
Stacy, thanks for these books. Looking forward to uh, continuing our discussion in weeks to come. Next week we'll have either Nick or Dave <laughs> bring a book. We'll see who. Not Some, you? Somebody. I brought one last time. Yeah, just because you've got bylaw stuff to do doesn't mean that you're free of all other <laughs> just, responsibilities. Just asking questions, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks.